You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall, Dylan Weissman, and Mike Langser. Well, it's uh, it's two of three of us. Yeah. And uh, we're here. Master yeah. Mitzvahs, episode 111. Um, it's been like two weeks since we uh, we did this thing, and it was just a byproduct of it being a busy part of the season. And um, I was out of the country. I got to go yeah. away during busy season. Yeah, who does that? Uh, me, apparently. And you last quarter, so. I, I will never I will never forgive you for leaving for that weekend. Uh, that's right. That's how I felt about you in May disappearing for a weekend. Did I disappear in May for a weekend? I was gone for a week, uh, like during the week, not the weekend. I'm pretty sure cold. you missed a busy weekend. I would never. I would oh, never. good. Well, what are we going to talk about today? I, uh, I... Yeah, so um, the Phillies are in the World Series, and those who know me know that I'm a big uh, sports fan, more specifically Philadelphia fan, and something really strange has happened at my event or my events in the last you know week or two. Um, is that because you're not used to your team actually making it far, or is that just in general? All right, I don't know. I'm not a sports guy, so I can't even. Who are you? Who are you fighting with today? Are you fighting with me? Uh, no, no, it's 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 not that at all. It's it's. I think when you are a a fan of any sport, it becomes um a part of your life, and um, I see it a lot at events, and I see it a lot at um especially around this time when all the major sports are playing at the same time, you have baseball, football, hockey, um, and baseball all happening at the same, or basketball all happening at the same time. And I'm seeing it more in the last three weeks than I've seen all year um, where at events, guests are preoccupied with their team playing. I'll give you an example. Um, Two weeks ago, or last week, I had uh, a really awesome event where we were doing um, a featured silent disco. We had three different DJs playing. It was really, really dynamic. And no one cared because the Phillies were playing in the World Series and the game was on. If I was a guest, I would have cared. I totally would have had those headsets on and been into it. Yeah, but like... Here, here's here's how here's how I broke it down. The client the client was obviously very happy with the end result of the event, but at this event they had the silent disco. They had the Phillies World Series game playing. They also had a photo booth, ten or twelve different food stations. They had a silent auction. They had um a a, a live auction. They had raffles. They had four different breweries going on. Uh, sampling their items. And what I ended up seeing was this guest count of 300 people ended up not really all being a part of the same event. And while it's really exciting to be a part of an event like that, where there's so many different things to do when 5% of your guest count is at every little item spot, you never have momentum. And 
with bar bat mitzvahs, the momentum is a big part of the success of the celebration. And the next day I had a, a bar mitzvah where there was, you know, three basketball games going on. There was a baseball game going on. There was uh, a couple of hockey games going on. Um, the MLS cup playoffs were happening. So like, I felt as though the distractions of these games or any of these stations somehow hurt the momentum of the celebration. So today's topic is really about um, how do you use those ideas to your advantage? Um, so so let, let me let me just pause for a second because I think listeners need to first envision their own event and envision the flow that they want. Like if the flow is expected, you know, that you want 90% of the guests on the dance floor the whole time, then you need to minimize what we're going to call distractions in today's podcast. The event that you first described, which was, uh, we'll call it a fundraiser for lack of better terms, um, by design had different elements going on in different areas. Now, the fact that the Phillies are in the World Series was something nobody could have predicted. And I, again, I say that respectively to the Phillies fans. Um, but the idea behind that event was have lots of different offerings for everybody. But the centerpiece of that should have been the silent disco. That was the which, design, yeah. Which was, yeah, it was by design that was going to be the coolest element with the most involvement. And it detracted. Um, because of all the other things going on. Um, one of the hardest things is, you know, the families that are listening, you know yourselves, you plan these events years in advance. You can't predict if your favorite team or the local team is going to be, you know, in a playoff or a major game. Um, and, and Dylan, I know I shared with you is the story of uh, the Kentucky Derby that happened on a Saturday several right. years back. And there was nobody there to lift the bar mitzvah boy up in the chair because the, you know, they shot the gun and everybody wanted to watch the race and a local horse was running. And it was weird. Like, you know, what do we do as professionals? Do we adjust the timeline? Do we adjust the flow? Do we like put a Wi-Fi ban around the room so nobody could get online? I mean, like, what do we do? Well, I mean, just this week we were talking to a, a, a family who was like who wanted to buy extra TVs from us so that they could watch the world series games at their event and now, now let, let's let's discuss why though why did they want that it was because they probably wanted to entice their guests don't worry the game will be playing because they might have lost attendance sadly if they didn't promote that so i understand why they were asking that but uh the the counteraction of that is the dance floor would definitely would be affected. Well, so so take take it take it to a more global sense. These distractions are not just um, these distractions are not just the sports games that are happening right now. It could also be 101 different themed stations, not just a photo booth, not just a, a papa shot, not just a basketball or an air hockey game. It's the cigar rollers. It's the um, the face painters or the caricaturists. And while all these enhancements are fun and meant to be enhancements, they need to be done with tact and timing so that you don't lose the focus of the celebration, which is supposed to be your son or your daughter and what 
and and the goal of that celebration. Now, the goal of that celebration is to have it could be completely free form, and you don't want everyone on the dance floor at the same time. Fine, build out those stations, and vice versa. If you are not the dancing type and you're not the dancing crowd, you need those distractions to help drive your celebrations energy. So, when you, for for me. The last three events that I did last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday had this major distraction of the World Series plus all of these little elements. And I, I don't know. I guess I was seeking someone to hear me out and say, You're, I'm with you too. Because it, these were challenging events that we found a way around it, but it, it wasn't easy, especially. And I see it more from the adults than I see it from the kids. And that's sad. That's sad. Hmm. It's actually a really interesting point. Um, I saw it more from the adults. I saw it more. The more of the adults were sitting at their table watching their phones, watching the the World Series game, than they were engaged in the candle lighting or the horror or the montage of the speech or whatever. So uh, let, let's role play here for a second, Dylan. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, and clearly this podcast is not rehearsed. But you know, sure. if I'm the concerned parent, and you're my MC, and I say. Oh my God, Dylan, I, I'm afraid, you know, the game is going to be on. Like, how do we get our guests to focus on the candle lighting or participate in the horror? Like what, what's your response and how do you handle that day of? Well, so day of, I mean, I'm obviously going to use as an MC, you're going to use your, your gift of gab to politely remind everyone why they're there. They're there to eat, to drink, to celebrate, to be a part of a family and a community, but most importantly, they're there to support a singular individual and their family. And these moments are important. And so as an MC, you need to provide a level of, of eloquence to a very stern message, which is you need to pay attention over here. That game will have replays. This won't. Right. I promise you'll know that information even after it's done. I, I've you seen a lot of MCs at events announce scores throughout the event and and kind of hype the party in those regards too which i think is pretty cool you know like if you hey you know a little phillies fans just so you know you know you're we're, we're ahead right now in the bottom of the seventh like you know that can get the audience excited without actually like telling them to watch their phones yeah i mean all of that all of that matters but you asked a very specific question which was how do you get people to pay attention to these important moments and I think it comes down to an MC who's willing to kind of be that police officer. And, and there's a right and a wrong way to do it. You don't yell at them. You don't like scold them. You don't make fun of them because obviously there's a level of importance there. But you do need to remind the guests of the reason that they're there. And when that becomes the focal point, you're not guilting them into watching. You're encouraging them to be a part of something. And I think that that mentality and that shift helps drive a celebration even after the game is over. Can, can I ask you a question? Um, I know the fundraiser is a hard example, but the uh, the mitzvah that you had the following day, was the family engaged or was the family distracted? The host family? That, so that, that was a big part of it. The family, the bar mitzvah boy was, was very engaged until his friends saw over the shoulder of some, like they didn't have their phones in their hand. The parents that were there had their phones in their hand watching and the kids were like looking over the shoulder trying to watch the game as well. So that's why I was surprised the parents were not the parents of the, of the garments of boy, but the, the adult guests that were invited 
were part of the problem, were part of the issue. And it wasn't until I made it very clear that that's not the goal of today um, that it changed. So, you know, we talk all the time on this podcast and just in, in conversation with our clients that the host sets the tone. So yep. if the host, whether it's a wedding, a bar mitzvah, whatever it is, whether the host, the guest of honor, you know, whoever is being celebrated is the center of attention and the, the star of the show, the guests will follow suit. But if the host is, you know, watching the game in the corner or outside smoking cigars or, uh, you know, whatever else, it, you know, the distractions are, we could, we could talk for hours about distractions, you know, sunset photos that, you know, you can change the time of the sunset, but if the photographer wants to take you outside for sunset pictures, you know, that's a challenge. Um, you know, distractions as a whole is really today's topic, but for the host, the hostess, the guest of honor, your focus should be like tunnel vision on celebrating and forget or, about the world around you. Right. Your, your focus should be on tunnel vision on the type of, you should have the type of party that you want your guests to have. You should be doing the type of party. You should be enjoying your party the way that you want your guests to enjoy the party. They will take your, they, they will take guidance from you. They will take your electricity and bring it forward. Um, that that's really, really important. So like Cindy's talking about it right here, you tell, you tell clients to do what you want and and that's what it is. The, the hosts are telling or showing you what they want you to do and they're going to follow suit from that perspective. So Dylan, I want to pull back for a second, not necessarily talking about the world series, but a couple weekends ago, you had a party where the host was very distracted for other reasons. Um, and she said herself the first half of the party, she had a hard time enjoying. Now, you looked around and saw the guests having fun, but you also saw the host was having, you know, I'll call it a, a mini breakdown uh, yeah. because of auxiliary things that were going on in, in her environment. Um, she did not allow herself to have fun and maybe should have planned differently so she could have. Um, so distractions are, are, you know, a big part of these events. That That individual was more... She hired professionals, but still wanted to have her. She felt as though no matter who she hired, it was going to be, she needed to be the one to execute it. Because if she didn't, it wasn't going to happen. And in some regards, that's fine. In other regards, she just, you need to hire the people that you're going to trust. And she let me do my job, which was great. And, and I got to do exactly what I needed to do. And at one point, at one point in the, in the event, it was right after the, Hora, we had everyone dancing and she was on the dance floor with like kind of like a stink face on so now she's been through cocktail hour she's been through all of the the major formalities and she's still not smiling at this really wonderful event it was beautifully decorated your the guests were in good energy the kids were having a great time the bar mitzvah boy was smiling ear to ear the whole time and she still wasn't really letting herself go and enjoying her celebration and I kind of had to like remind her, like, listen, you are at a crossroads right here. You are either going to spend the next three and a half hours nitpicking your celebration to the point that you will never be happy, or you can tip your scale and look around you and understand that this is the type of party that you wanted where your guests and your family, and most importantly, your son is having a good time. 
Right. And it was in that moment that I saw a drastic shift. And I caught her in the next hour singing on the microphone and enjoying her guests and, and watching her son, you know, enjoy the biggest moments of his life. And that, and that was a bold move for you to, you know, take that situation and try to steer the ship a different direction. And fortunately she heard you, which was great. Well, we were uh, at the point of no return for her. You know, we were already through all of the really important spots and it was only party left. It was only like big celebrating yeah. moments left. And and I, I suspect that her friends, closest friends, saw the look on her face and were probably busy trying to, you know, soothe her through, you know, what was a hard time in her mind. And they probably didn't get to enjoy the first hour either the way that they should have. So um, that primes the pump for the rest of the party. Let me tell you a very specific situation that will lead me into another idea of distractions, which is something that you don't really think about. But um, at this at this event, a young lady's coat caught on fire. Like this actually happened. Uh, uh, one of the one of the Barmitsa boys friends had their coat catch on fire because they had these open fire pits and candles and just lots of open flames. And while it's beautiful, you just don't you just don't leave open fire where there's teenagers. It's just I say that I say that jokingly, like during our candle lightings, but it's true. This is and like a stop, drop, and roll kind of situation at a party. It was, it, yeah, it was. And 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 you know, the 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 girl was so cool about it. Like the like the the young lady was so cool about it. Like she wasn't upset that she was caught on fire. She was upset that you felt that she thought her mom was going to make her leave. Like that's 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 something. But it became a big part of the talking points of this mom having a hard time enjoying her event. It was like, well, what if this happens again? What are you going to do to change it? What do you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was like, it was a distraction. It, which leads me into another idea that happened, not at that one, but the one on Sunday, the following day. There was a lot of drama, a lot of bickering between the groups of friends that were there. The camp friends and the soccer friends and the school friends. There was like just a little bit of tension between them. I don't know exactly why. Uh, you know, we we as entertainers try to infiltrate the ranks and understand what we're up against. But what I came to find out was that there was one ringleader of troublemakers. There was one, two or three kids that were stirring the pots. And it that's a distraction to your event. It is. Because they're starting the drama among kids. And you now have to consider that distractions aren't necessarily physical. They could also be your guests. So are you inviting the right guests to your celebration for both your kids and adults? And if the answer is, if, if you can't say definitively right away, yes, then maybe that individual shouldn't come. But I mean, I don't know. Is that too bold to say? I, you know, I haven't had there's, to invite There's so much politics that play into the invite list. Um, but as you said that, you know, the ultimate distraction popped into my mind uh, is actually divorce. And I think we did an entire podcast on it probably over a year ago now. But, you know, if you were a family that uh, is divorced and you're celebrating your child for that one day, leave your baggage aside, you know, like that can be a distraction and it's not fair to the guest of honor. It's not fair to the guests that are there celebrating. It's not fair to the vendors that are working their butts off to put your day together. Um, 
I mean, we could literally make a laundry list of distractions, but the goal here is to remind people to put them aside and celebrate and enjoy and right. get past it for the five hours that you're dancing, celebrating, smiling, having a camera follow you around because what do you want those images to look like and those videos right. to look like? Right. You want smiles. So, so the answer to the distraction question is having a professional who's able to eloquently pull those distractions aside and use them to advantages. Um, have it lead by example. So don't be subject to the distractions. Be, be the prime of the pump that you're looking for and remind your friends that you need them to do that as well. Like your nucleus is going to be your, your driving force, right? And then I think the last answer to distractions that you just said is perspective. Reminding yourself why you're there. Reminding yourself why you're there. And mm -hmm. in almost every case, it's because we're very, very proud of an individual or several individuals for accomplishing something that's very, that, that, that's a big deal. So I think those are the answers to the distractions at events. Yeah. Why are you there? And, and, you know, we could probably reiterate things that we say on podcasts, you know, all the time, but, you know, our, our favorite events are those where the parents can just enjoy they're the ones that the parents know how to shut the rest of the world aside and just celebrate. It's a, it's a thing, man. It's a thing. You don't, cool. you don't want to, you don't want to look back and, and have regrets on it. Absolutely. Well, I think uh, there's enough valuable content in this podcast to seal it up for the day. Episode one eleven. That's a good number, man. Good number. I was just thinking about how um, there's some there's some cool dates coming up. Um, like there's a I was talking to Jamie about a wedding that she's doing where she's doing it on eleven twelve, which is one 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 two 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 is the date. It's cool. Is that of twenty thirteen? Of, of no of of, 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 of twenty twenty three. No, then that wouldn't make sense. Right, right. right. So it's one one one. So it's eleven. 1222. Right, oh. right, right. It's There's a name for that. I don't know what the name is. What's the name of? Oh, it's a pal. Oh, no, it's not a palindrome because that would be forwards and backwards the same. All right. We need to stop talking about things that aren't mitzvahs on this mitzvah based podcast because we don't know what we're talking about. We know Very mitzvahs good. and we know events and we know celebrations, but we don't know many other things. So until we see you next time, uh, I'm Dylan. That's Mike. We're from Explosive. We'll see you soon. Bye.